Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic is mortgage repayments versus super contributions. Which one's in the red corner, Dallas? <laughs> so we've got a red corner versus blue corner thing happening today. Uh, the reason we wanted to discuss this is that this is something that is tossed around as a black and white answer for a lot of people. So you'll hear people go, which one is better? And like many things that people ask us, it's, it's kind of one of those things that it probably sounds like we're giving a wishy-washy answer where we say, oh, it depends. So we thought to make it a bit more concrete today, we'd list some of the, uh, I guess, the main criteria to think about when you're making a decision as to what to do with, you, with your spare cash flow. So whether you should pay more off your mortgage or whether you should contribute in super, there's, there's five, uh, I guess, five different questions or different things to think about that will determine which one is, is best for you. Look, I think it's a, it's a good uh, topic to discuss. Um, far too often in life, I find that um, uh, people say, why, why not do both? Yeah. You, know, you hear that yeah. saying, why not do both? Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, in everything that we do, there's limited resources. Yeah. So, so there's an opportunity so, cost. So time is limited. Yeah. Um, money is limited. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if we had abundant resources, yep, then we'd both. be able to do both. Yeah, However, right. um, what we're really, just keep in mind, what we're really discussing here or, or contemplating is um, for that sum of money, yep. whatever that sum of money is, yes. uh, let's yep. assume it's the mortgage repayment or yep. the, extra, the extra mortgage That's repayment, right. yep. so the additional repayment, yep. obviously you have to make the minimum uh, at least. So it's with that additional amount of money yep. that you voluntarily yep. And, have, and uh, to either pay off your mortgage yep. or put into your superannuation fund. Yep. Um, we're looking at the, the pros and cons of both yep. approaches here. And, and the reality is that even that, as much as I said, it's, it's different for everyone. For everyone, there is, there is a concrete answer. Mm. You know what I mean? Once, once we go through these different things that we can crunch numbers very easily and work out one of these is financially better than the other one. And that's, mm. just, that's just the fact. So mm. as much as... Um, yeah, it is different for everyone. For everyone, there is a there is a right and wrong answer. So, for most people, it's it's hard work saving money. It's hard work giving something up now to put you in a better position in the future. So, if you're going to give up ten thousand dollars a year, twenty thousand dollars a year to try and put yourself in a in a better position for retirement, you want to make sure that you are absolutely getting the best bang for your buck, getting the best return on that money. That's right. So the um, so the five variables. To look at Dallas, uh, I'll, I'll, I should introduce these variables because they're in my handwriting, yeah, so you, you'll you probably <laughs> stumble over. <laughs> so, so the first I was going to say it's a little bit harder to, to decipher. <laughs> uh, the first one is the interest rate. Uh, so obviously, we're talking about mortgage repayments at the moment, uh, and at the moment, you know, mortgage rates are in the range of three to four percent. So that means that the you know the the I guess the return on investment of paying down that debt is not as high compared to if you've got a personal loan or credit card debt at 12 or 18 percent. You see, if every dollar that you pay off your mortgage, you're only saving sort of 3 percent interest on that or 4 percent interest on that next year. Hmm. So basically, the lower your interest rate is, the, the more likely it is that you're better off contributing spare money into super versus paying more off your debt. 
So. Yeah, so if you, if you looked at it purely from a return point of view, um, you would say yeah. as, as interest rates lower, mm-hmm. um, you, would, you, would, um, uh, you, would, you would, it would therefore make it more, yeah. um, I guess, uh, attractive yeah. to put that money into superannuation at a higher return. Yeah. Um, I, I guess uh, the other side of that coin would be that um, you could make more headway at paying off your mortgage as well. That's right, yeah. Along with those. So uh, I guess, and we'll wrap up with yeah. that, I'm sure. Yeah, like, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's what's financially better to do yeah. um, will generally stand out. Yes, but it's then um, a personal decision. It's then a personal decision yeah, that's as, right. to, as to what you like to do. I, th- I think the big one with the interest rate and bearing that in mind when we compare these things is that what people don't tend to think is if, if you pay a dollar off off a, a loan that's at four percent, whatever the interest rate is, that's effectively the the rate of return that you can take. It's, it's an investment at that rate of return, basically. So if your home loan is at four percent and you pay a dollar off that, next year you don't have to come up with with four percent, uh, you know, with that extra four percent to to pay the interest on that bit of the loan. So yeah. it's it's no different. It's it's the same sort of comparison. Is and we'll talk about this later as the expected return is that. It's sort of fairly common sense when you break it down like that, is that if you've got a home loan that you're paying 3% off, and, and you can compare this, I guess, with uh, loans that if, if someone has a credit card at 20% and a home loan at 3%, you're going to be better off putting all your spare cash like, into paying off the credit card before you make any extra repayments on your home loan. Yes. Because obviously you, you are going to pick up a lot more of an interest saving on that next year. Yes. So, so with the so with the interest rate, uh, yeah. I mean, interest rates at the moment are sitting at around. Uh, they're in the three range. The they should have a three in front of them. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're, if we're, you're, we're probably really dating ourselves here. Someone will listen to this in twenty years' time and go, "What? What are you doing that? How expensive was that? <laughs> interest rates? Are they could be negative seven percent. If we extrapolate, which, yeah. which which never 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 works out, yeah, but yeah. Um, but certainly. Um, yeah, certainly. Let, I mean, let's even assume, for the purpose of today's discussion, that the yeah. average interest rate yeah. uh, on a mortgage today is is four percent. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. To, to, that's a right. good assumption. I, I think you, you made you made a good point that uh, with that as well is that with with all of these different criteria, different things to think about, is that it's, it's a moving target as well. Is mm-hmm. that as you know, if you if your home loan's got an interest rate of three and a half percent today. Um, it's not to see if we're, if we're looking at what's going to put you in a better position in 10 years time we don't know we don't know what your interest rate is going to be in 10 years time so there's a bit of guesswork involved in, in going how certain am I that this interest rate will will stay at, at a level that um, that is sustainable well, as well. One, of the, one of the I mean one of the great things here is that you know mortgage repayments are made monthly so yeah. you get to vote every single month yes and you get to vote yeah which is the best strategy that's and it right. doesn't have to be set in stone for 20 yeah. years yeah that's right so i mean you could start with yeah while interest rates are at four percent yep then you could say okay well you know we're gonna we'll we'll actually uh, i'm putting this money into separation yep um in the hope of getting an average rate of return higher than four percent yeah of course yeah um after yep. after taxes and yep. and fees and costs yep um However, if interest rates do go up, yeah. you can always uh, uh, change that yeah. strategy, yeah. and then um, opt to, uh, to, to to swing back to extra repayments on your mortgage. Yeah, well. yeah. I think that that's. Uh, I'm just going to change the order of these around to, to move on to the second point, which is that um, when we're talking about contributing money into superannuation, uh, a lot of these 
a lot of these uh, trade-offs depend on whether you have whether you have any um, availability to make contributions to super from before tax dollars. So mm. the, the, I guess the second point that I would look at here is, uh, or the part of how you make the decision is to think about, can I, can I use before tax money to contribute to super? Because that is going to change the, the dynamic considerably. So uh, a, lot of these others, uh, a lot of these other parts of this depend on, am I able to take before tax money and contribute to super, or do I have to pay income tax first and then, and then make that contribution? Because as you said, with, the, with that your return that you're looking at net of fees and taxes, there's also some potential tax savings in, in making those super contributions from before tax. Look, that's a good, uh, I think um, that needs an example, Dallas. So give us an example of, of, of that. I, I was waiting for you to jump in with that because you're the, you're the king of this example. Of, so in, in do you want me to do the no, example? No, no, I'll, I'll do it now. I'll just regurgitate what I've heard you say a hundred times. And <laughs> so if you're earning $100,000 uh, in, in gross salary and your employer is making um, the standard 9.5% um, super guarantee contributions. They're making $9,500 as employer contributions. Uh, at the moment, the concessional contributions cap or the amount that, the total amount that can go into your superannuation fund from before tax dollars is $25,000. So you would be able to put in another $15,500 of your before tax income into superannuation. So uh, this is you know, commonly what people do here is salary sacrifice this via their payroll. So they could for example, take uh, the top $10,000 of their income and they could uh, contribute that directly from their, from their, via their payroll every, every fortnight or every week whenever they get paid straight into superannuation. That goes in, they pay a 15% contributions tax on that, but you don't pay your income tax uh, on that money. Yes, yeah, so, so um, they get to use 8500 in their super fund. Yep. Uh, so as they put that $10,000 in, the tax rate yep. is 15%. Yep. Um, they, they get to use 8500 as yep. the net contribution yep. to their super fund. And in that example, if they were earning $100,000 and they took that top 10000 on that top $10,000, their income tax would be 39%. So they would only yep. be getting to keep $6,100. So the equation here, I think what you're saying is that, yep. um, that uh, from that $10,000 of before tax yep. salary, yep. Um, if they were to pay that off their mortgage, they're only paying six thousand one hundred dollars off their mortgage exactly right. because yep. they're losing thirty nine percent in tax, uh, or three thousand nine hundred dollars, leaves yep. them with six thousand one hundred yep. to pay off their mortgage. Yep. Um, alternatively, they could put that money into superannuation and they'd get if to they're underneath their yep. allowable concessional contribution caps. Yep. Um, and that ten thousand dollars goes in. No income tax is paid. Fifteen percent tax is levied. Yep. Um, it's but it's eight thousand five hundred. So there's there's a there's a, what we'd call an arbitrage there in terms of yep. you're getting an overnight return straight away. Yep. Uh, and and, and that's the after tax money is eight thousand five hundred versus yes. six thousand one hundred. So you can see there where if if you have the ability to do that for most people, and assuming that you you can afford to do it and put it aside and not be able to access that superannuation. Um, if you if you have the availability to do that, it, it stacks up pretty. It's pretty hard to beat that. You know, if you've got ten thousand dollars and you can either have six thousand one hundred dollars go off your mortgage, or eight thousand five hundred dollars sitting in your superannuation fund, normally up to that concessional contributions uh, cap limit, it makes a lot of sense to do that. So, uh, what we what we're looking at here is that when we talk glibly about oh yeah, contribute to super, there's really two very distinct types of contributions: before tax and after tax. Yeah. 
in most cases, you'd be for tax contributions, you are going to be far more advantaged, uh, far, far better off taking advantage of that uh, compared to after-tax contributions because obviously you are, you're paying a lot less tax on the, on the initial uh, bit of your savings yep. there. Uh, that ties into actually the, the, third, um, the third variable here, which is your marginal tax rate. So as we just said there, if someone's earning $100,000 a year and they're going to take that top $10,000 and put it into super, uh, from $90,000 to $100,000, their marginal tax rate, or the tax rate they would pay on that top bit of their income is 39%. Mm. So, but if someone's earning $20,000, um, they, they're basically paying no tax on, on the, any of their income anyway. Yep. So, there's really not the same, there's not the same tax advantages on, on making those before tax contributions into super. And so the, the third variable to look at is, is your marginal tax rate? So how much are you earning? Um, and that actually ties back into that, that point of how much have you got available under your, your contributions cap? Because the more, generally the more income you're earning, if, you, if you're a wage and salary earner, the more you're earning, the more your employer's putting into super on your behalf, so there's potentially less that you can actually take advantage of yeah. in those before tax contributions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, that, that, that certainly makes sense. So that there's the, for someone on a 39% tax yeah. bracket, yeah. Um, then uh, uh, obviously the, 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 the difference with putting that money into superannuation, assuming it hmm. can be classed as a tax deductible concessional contribution, yeah is a drop in tax of from 39% to 15%. Yep. Um, uh, if they're on the tax bracket below that, yep. which is 34.5%, yep. um, it still makes sense to do that yep. because the, the tax saving is... In, in is, most cases, yeah. In most we, cases. We, we find that in that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's effectively... Uh, in, the, in the tax saving, it's, it's an overnight return straight away. So. Yep. So if you're cutting in your tax rate from 39% to 15%, yep. um, it's an overnight return of 24%. And, and we've, talked about, we've talked about this before at length about a tax saving is, is the greatest, a tax saving is better than an investment return because it's guaranteed. It, look, it's guaranteed. Where, where can you get a 24% guaranteed return? Like, That's I, mean, right. you can't, I mean, the guaranteed rate of return is yep. about 2% at the moment, which That's is right. a term deposit rate for 12 months. Yep. It's in that ballpark. So, yep. um, so tax savings to us um, yeah. are, are just uh, Great. free money. As we said, we love free money here. Yeah. Um, and it is completely free money. And, and people, we see people not taking advantage of that yeah. year in, year out yeah. until they come and see us, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. they take advantage of every single dollar that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that, that they, they can. can. Yeah. Um, but but um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, a risk-free return of 24% pretty good is is pretty hard is, to top. is just unbelievable yeah it's unbelievable that's right and that's that's kind of why those concessional contributions are one of the first levers that we generally uh, generally pull for higher income earners and so to break it down when I said that variable is your, your marginal tax rate so the amount of taxable income that you earn each year generally the higher that amount is the higher your taxable income the higher the rate of tax that you're paying hmm. the better off you will be contributing to super versus yep. paying off your mortgage yep. so um, the, the fourth variable there, uh, as it relates to your loan, then is to is whether the interest on that loan is tax deductible. Now, for, a, for an actual home loan, for a mortgage that is borrowing to, to purchase that home that you live in, that interest is not tax deductible. But potentially, if you've borrowed against that, that property to invest uh, somewhere else, that loan may be tax deductible. And obviously, 
if the, as we just said, uh, with, with your tax savings, if, if you're paying a 4% interest rate and that 4% is tax deductible to you personally, that's a far more attractive proposition than paying 4% that isn't tax deductible and you basically have to earn more money, then pay the tax, then meet the interest repayments on that. I think I've, I've covered that very neatly. You don't yeah. have to chime in there. No. <laughs> Nothing to add. <laughs> Nothing to add. Right, Charlie Munger. <laughs> um, so the, I guess the fifth and last variable to look at here is, is one that we've sort of brushed over a couple of times, which is the, the expected return on that, on that money within your superannuation fund. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of one that it's, it's looked at as sort of out of our, outside of our control, and it's just a whole, my, my super returned this much last year. The, the return on, the, the percentage return that you get on the money within your superannuation fund is a function of how much of that is invested in cash property shares within there. And you actually have, everyone has, has the ability to make a decision to change that investment strategy. Um, and that's one that I, I don't think would digress too far here and go into all the pros and cons of each of these. But uh, if, you are, if you are invested in a way where you're likely to get a higher return within your superannuation fund, then obviously there's a greater opportunity cost to not having more money inside your super fund. Yeah, look, it's, it's a, um, you said that you weren't going to digress, and I, I was yeah. at that very point <laughs> thinking uh, the rate of return that you get is also a function of, of how patient you can be if you're not going to panic when, yeah. the, when the ensuing volatility yeah. occurs yeah. inside your superannuation fund, because yeah. when you're invested yeah. in, um, in market-linked things like uh, uh, companies yeah. and shares, uh, those types of assets, yeah. then they will fluctuate up or down. Yeah. So, um, look, the strategy, the benefits of the strategy could be unwound yeah. if you yeah. experience that volatility and panic at the wrong time, yeah. um, which means change the strategy yeah. at or near the bottom of the market cycle when yeah. things have dropped. So, look, if you can stick to, um, looked at some figures uh, just yesterday yeah. at the returns of a high growth investment strategy yeah. um, through. 2005 through to 2019 financial years, yeah. so you know, 14 financial years, yeah. with the global financial crisis occurring um, in there yeah. as well, um, and the rate of return was uh, 9.96% per annum yeah. after tax inside yeah. superannuation accumulation yeah. phase, yeah. so it already had the tax levied out of it, yeah. um, the earnings tax that is. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, anecdotally, we would be able to say, okay, if you looked at this back in 2005... And we're making this decision. And we're making this decision. Yeah. You would be far better off putting money into yeah. superannuation than yeah. you would have been yeah. paying it off your mortgage because you your rate of return over that period of time... I, I mean, mortgage rates were higher yeah. um, but over rate. that period of time, but yeah. I'm going to say that the average rate of your mortgage repayment is in the 5 to 6% bandwidth. Yep. And... Um, um, ignoring the tax savings of actually getting extra money into superannuation yeah. versus paying that off your mortgage, uh, yeah. the tax differences that we spoke about before, yeah. um, you know, a, ra- a rate of return of 9.96% yeah. is much higher than the 5 to 6% bandwidth of what you've paid on your mortgage over that stage. And, and that's, I guess, one that I'd say with, uh, with this variable is that, again, this is actually a lever you can pull. So it's not, it's not a set in stone thing of, and what I'd say to follow on from your point is that if, if we're doing this comparison and you go, oh, well, I've got all my money in superannuation invested in cash and term deposits, so the expected return on that's only 2 to 3%, I would say, 
forget about doing this calculation of mortgage repayments versus yeah. super. The first thing you need to do is actually look at whether that is appropriate for you because it probably isn't for most people. That, that's right, I mean, because that's an home. available resource that yeah. you have to at your disposal. So, yeah. so. so that, that is, that is a, a lever that you can actually pull while you're, while you're looking at this comparison is to go, well, not only uh, what, what is currently the expected return on the money within my super fund, but how can I, how can I increase that and is that, is yes. that an option that's available yeah. to me? So to, to recap, I guess, the, the, the five main variables that are, that are available, interest rates, if, if the interest rates on that loan uh, are, are much higher, then you're probably going to be better off making loan repayments versus making super contributions. Uh, the second one, if you um, are still able to make concessional contributions or before tax contributions to super, if you still have some availability under that $25,000 threshold, which currently is, you are likely to be far better off making those super contributions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your marginal tax rate is high, yeah. um, then you're more likely to be better off making super contributions versus the loan repayments. Uh, if the interest on your loan is actually tax deductible, you are likely to be better off making loan repayments. And if the expected return on your the money within your super fund is is higher than the than the the loan uh, the interest rate on your loan, then again you are likely to be better off making those contributions into super. Yep. And um, I just wanted to add there as well, like like uh, what we often see, like so the type of person that takes advantage of of scaling back on their mortgage repayments. Yeah. Um, are generally people that we see in their fifties. Um, yep. And we're meeting with them for the first time. Yeah. And um, they still have a they have a what we would consider a prudent level of mortgage oh, left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not an exorbitant mortgage. Yeah. But it's somewhere in the vicinity of yeah, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars is generally the the, yeah. the, the the range that we see that we yeah. you can take advantage of this. So and, and I think um, the one that we see a lot is with that kind of range of mortgages. If you look at uh, again a ten year time frame of when someone might want to retire. That in most cases they're on track to either have the loan paid down in full or basically in full by the time they retire anyway. Yes. So the extra repayments, all that is going to do is is make that is pay that loan out before their their retirement. That, that, that's right. Yeah. So so um, yeah. Often often they're on track to with the extra payments that they're yeah. making. Um, they and let's use ten thousand dollars as an example. So so yeah. they've got that extra. They're making an extra ten thousand dollar repayment yep. into their mortgage. Um, on top of their minimum repayment, yeah, and they're on track to pay their loan out, yeah, about five years before they wish to retire, yeah. What we look at if they don't have the resources available to put enough into superannuation, yeah, we actually look at at taking that ten thousand dollars, yeah, recommending that they they go back to their minimum repayment, yep. So instead of paying out their mortgage five years before they retire, yeah, um, they pay it out on the day that they retire, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, and that extra ten thousand dollars goes in from the start yes. uh, to their superannuation fund yep. with the tax savings. Yep. Um, so the, the uh, tax savings on the money going in, tax and then the, the return on the money once it's within there on average. Um, and really, we look at it from a from a I guess a pragmatic point of view of of saying okay, um, in, in an ideal world, we'd have yeah. you know, ten thousand spare to pay off the mortgage yeah, and another ten thousand spare to put into your superannuation fund. Yep. Hey it's 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 not um, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, uh, we live in a, a world where there's unlimited there's, resources. There's limits to the resources that we have. Yep. 
Um, so it's just a reallocation of your available resources to yeah. a more effective way yeah. to do that. So we're certainly not suggesting that you go out there and uh, we'll certainly don't stop making your minimum mortgage <laughs> yeah. repayment. <Yeah. laughs> we'll uh, put that out there in yeah. case. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like we shouldn't have anyone, to say that, but yeah. you shouldn't have to say. <laughs> but um, but, but it's it's look it's 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 working backwards again. Yeah, like we'd love to work backwards and, and say okay, the, the if beauty we work of, backwards. The beauty of this this uh, this calculation is for people coming in to see us. There's there's a finite window of time, and so this is kind of where. It's a very different calculation when someone's coming in at 55 and going, we want to work for another 10 years because we can, we can generally look at this and go, okay, in 10 years time, you will be able to access all the money in your superannuation fund and, and you will want to retire about then and, and we can kind of work on those figures. Whereas someone who's 30, um, we can do all these same calculations, but it just may not make sense for them to make the contribution to the super, even if it is financially better off because mm they can't touch that money until they're at least age 60. Yeah. So this is why it's a, it's, a, it's a great comparison to look at when you're in your 50s because the, the thing that really holds you back from making those super contributions when you're younger is, well, number one, you, you can't access that money um, for a lot longer. And number two, most but when you're young, you don't think you're ever gonna get old, so it's normally not, yeah. as, not as exciting. But with 10 years to go, there's, there's a huge scope here to, as we've said before, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of available spare cash flow, but using it in the most effective way is, is vitally important for most people to get mm. them where they need to be. And yep. so it's just a simple matter of sitting down, as you said, working backwards and going, in 10 years time, for, for someone in their exact situation, depending on each of these variables, where are they, where are they best off allocating those available resources? Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.